0: it's time for sales with sully your host scott sullivan brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you the sales professional addressing your questions from twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals this is a weekly show that happens right here on inspirednewsradio.com and now your host scott sullivan well it's a great day here in the sales world and this is scott sullivan your host of sales with sully we have been talking about CRM, a customer relationship management software and systems and processes. We're in part two of a three-part series. Last week, we talked a little bit about the overall arching umbrella of CRM, whether it's you know a file folder that you keep all of your notes in, whether it's a piece of software now and the technology that we have, whether it's some type of system that you're putting onto your phone, Those are all things that we talked in very generalities last week. We talked about why a CRM was important and some of the aspects of what makes a good CRM. Just for a five-minute review, we're going to talk a little bit about last week. Last week we talked about the CRM being uh, the repository, the place where you keep all of this extra data and information about your customers your prospects and people that you are are going to have in your contact list the reason why that we do this is because it makes it easier and helps us to be more proficient as we are entering into this world now where it's it's sort of a solo entrepreneur sales becomes used to be a team effort and now it's almost a uh... you know it's it's almost a blood sport you have to uh, be able to do it all yourself. You need to be able to do lead generation and cold calling and and actually prepping and and getting ready for the sales the sales uh, call. Actually visiting and then you have to do all the follow up and keep track of everything and put it all into a uh, some type of program so your boss knows what you're doing. It's just become that tradition, I guess. Now the days of working on a, as a sales team are. I don't wanna say lost because there are still a lot of organizations out there that understand that a team effort is better. But we're gonna talk about a CRM and how that could help change the culture within your organization today. So we're gonna get down in the weeds a little bit. We're gonna get just a little bit more into the nitty gritty. And we're gonna talk about some of the details and some of the things that can, can really revolutionize the way a sales organization works because of a platform, and I'm gonna talk primarily today about software, about a software uh, CRM, something in, you know, and I could, there's just too numerous of them to name, but there are, everybody recognizes the big names in the industry, you know, Salesforce, of course, being the biggest, I would say, probably right now. The way that these things are integrating into our lives, we have mobile apps now, we have desktops where we can actually log on. There's a lot going on with the CRM, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about the details of getting down into the weeds of what what a CRM is and how to use it properly in order to change not only the culture of the organization, but to also perfect and augment your game so that your sales game steps up. So let's just dive right in, shall we? Let's talk about the CRM. A typical day of a salesperson, you uh, would log on to, I'm I'm assuming now I'm making these assumptions because this is the way my day works. You log on to your email, you log on to your social media, maybe your LinkedIn or your Facebook, and you log on to your CRM almost all simultaneously. You kind of get everything up and running so that you have all of these cross-platforms open you have a to-do list, hopefully, that you've been keeping track of in your CRM. There's the first uh, uh, down in the weeds. Uh, Then that is going to dictate to you what your day looks like. Now, in past episodes of Sales with Sully, we've talked about doing the right thing at the right time. So I'm making the assumption that you got up in the morning, you did your meditation, you've got your planning all organized, all the other things that are going on, and that now you're in that mode of, prospecting. Maybe this is the time that you have set aside for prospecting. Or maybe this is the time you've set aside for, you know, answering those emails. Or maybe this is the time that you've set aside for doing your follow-up. So don't take what I'm saying, you know, so literal that you're, you know, first thing in the morning, this is what you're doing. Your process is your process. So I want you to own it and hone it and make it better. So, in this particular case, we're now in the, that mode. So, we've logged on to our CRM, we've logged on to our email, and we have our LinkedIn or social media. And we're going to be doing a little, maybe a little prospecting today. We're going to or uh, working on some of our follow-ups and getting ready and prepared for some sales calls and and people that we need to, to reach out to. So I have my platforms up and running, I've got my headset on for making my phone calls, everything is working just the way it's supposed to, and I start looking at my task list or my to-do list from my CRM. Now the reason why I say that is because I I have to, I, I, I have to be, you know, being, you know, just the, the word I'm struggling for is you have to just succumb, to acquiesce. You have to allow yourself to be dictated by the the messages and tasks and action items that you've put in your CRM. And why do I say that? Because it may have been four, five, six months ago, maybe it was a month ago, maybe it was a week ago, that you entered that information. So you really need to make sure that you are uh, living up to and following through on the you know using the CRM in the absolute best way possible. So let's go back and talk a little bit about that and how that actually comes about. So a month ago I was doing my prospecting and I was making a phone call to Joe and I called Joe and I got a voicemail and I left a voicemail for Joe and I said hey Joe, this is Scott, you know I'm calling about XYZ and I needed to chat with you, I'm hoping you could give me a call back at your earliest convenience. I would have then set a reminder for two days. Maybe I would just go out two days from that call to to remind myself that two days later I hadn't heard back from Joe. Now, if the reminder pops up and you've already spoken to Joe, what should have happened, which doesn't always, but what should have happened is you should have updated Joe's record when you actually spoke to him, and you could have removed that action item or reset it for the, the you know a further out or a cold call or whatever you need to do, but there would have been the results of that phone call in his uh, in his data in the CRM. However, a lot of us, let's say I'm driving in the car and Joe calls me back, hey Joe, how's it been? Oh gosh, it's great, it's good to talk to you again and here's what I want to talk to you about and whatever the results of that call are, sometimes they don't get put into the CRM, especially if it's it's considered to be a little less significant or a little more insignificant, meaning that maybe it was just a follow-up on a part or a piece and we want to know if it was in transit, uh, any of those parts and pieces like that. Now, when you're a mobile salesperson, when you're out running around and you're making field sales calls, it is sometimes a little more difficult to pull over and actually you know, update that record at the time my recommendation to you is after you hang up the phone with Joe in the car make a quick voicemail to yourself uh, and what I mean is a voice recording on your phone push the voice record button and say you know it's uh, today is this date and this is the time and I spoke to Joe from ABC company and this these are the three salient points that we talked about that way you can actually attach that file. Now this is how important I'm, this is where I'm getting into the weeds. You can actually attach that voice memo to his file so that you have a permanent record of it. You didn't have to write anything down and now we have transcription software where you can actually dictate that and transcribe it right into a note. So it will actually, you know, hi, this is, you know, Scott, you know, good to talk to you, blah, blah, blah and push the button and it'll actually type that out in the text for you. So those transcription softwares are are also available. So utilize the tools that you have available, especially as they work in conjunction with your CRM. So back to where we were talking about. So you get your, your, uh, two days later, you get a message that pops up that says, Joe has Joe called you back? Well in this particular case we're going to use the example that Joe has not called us back so we make another quick phone call as a reminder from our uh, CRM. Hey Joe, Scott Sullivan here, just wanted to leave you a second message. i tell you what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and send you an email uh, with regard to the information that I had and I'm going to put you on a follow up for a month from today and I'll give you a call back. If you have any questions or comments or concerns Please give me a call in the meantime. I'll talk to you in a month. There's a second voicemail. Now, I don't want to keep pestering Joe every two days, so I've now bought myself a month. Are you going to remember to call him back? Now, if you only have four customers, chances are you're probably going to remember. What if you have 40,000 prospects? Or what if you have 4,000 or 1,400 prospects? Chances are you're probably not going to remember to call Joe back in a month so you set a reminder inside your crm don't forget to call joe you send him an email here's what we sent him here's the documentation that we sent to him this is a you know purely a follow-up phone call you know on this particular date and you set the the time and date and it pops up into your uh, crm today you would probably have not remembered that call. And then secondly, the details about what you sent and how you sent it and what the purpose was is very important because now you're actually more proficient because a month later you said you were gonna call him and there it is. Hey Joe, Scott Sullivan, just doing my follow-up. I told you I'd call you in a month. I didn't hear back from you uh, regarding that email. I really wanted to chat with you uh, regarding this new product widget service that we're that we're offering. Uh, I think it's super important, uh, so I'd really appreciate it if you would give me a call back. You know, you could leave another voicemail, maybe you actually get a hold of them, maybe you do a follow-up email, whatever it is, but that was triggered by a month ago's activity that you put into your CRM today. So the task and event field inside a CRM is super important. Log a call, which means you've already made a call and you want to put the details in, or You want to set up a call so that you can in the future call the customer or you can do it live from your desktop where you're actually making the call and putting the notes in live so that they're there. All of this is super great and it's fantastic and it makes you all, all of you, better salespeople because you're more proficient and you're using your time better. However, I want to talk about the next level of how a CRM can change the culture. Here's where I want to go with this. If you have a team effort, if, a, if you are in an organization where, especially in the more complex sales, if you can if you have a sales cycle that is very complex, maybe it's very long, maybe it's very detailed, maybe there's a lot of work after you actually close the sale and get a purchase order, maybe that's when the real work starts in the sales effort. There's a lot of things that you could do with this. But if you have a team effort and you want to cultivate that team and you want to actually make it more collegiate and and show the boss and show the management that one plus one equals 11 and not two because having the right team members and the right skill sets really is super important. So let's break the sales cycle down just into two parts. I wanna be super simple and super clear. Maybe you have prospecting or cold calling as we'll call it, lead generation and closing. Nothing else, we're gonna keep it that simple. We're not gonna talk about engineering, we're not gonna talk about design, all the other parts and pieces that could be in there, and this could be as complex as you can possibly imagine, but we're gonna keep it real simple for two steps. Prospecting or lead generation and closing. So you may have a person on your team, or you may be this person, that is absolutely fantastic closer oh my gosh, their close ratio is through the roof. We're in the you know high 70s, 80%, where if you put that person in front, maybe it's you. If you get in front of a client that's been qualified, oh my gosh, there's a really, really high probability that's gonna turn into a sale. Then you may have the other side of that coin where you have somebody, and maybe this is you too, that you just grew up on and cut your teeth on cold calling, and you've never met a stranger, and you can't possibly imagine not picking up the phone and calling somebody cold and saying, you know, you don't know me, but I got something that's just going to revolutionize your life, and being able to just wade into that uh, with, with all the gusto in the world. So finding the person that can do both aspects of that is sometimes extremely rare. It's just, it's just not the same, you know, the same beast, you know, usually the cold caller, the person who can eat that rejection may or may not be a a strong closer and a strong closer sometimes just can't you know, pick up that phone because it weighs 900 pounds or can't bring themselves to knock on a stranger's door and say, I know you don't know me and I'm standing here scared to death, but I have something to, to tell you and some information that I want to share with you. So what would you do in that scenario if, if you were in a situation where you were the manager and you had to have productivity and you only had the budget for one person that's one of those things where you can get creative where you can split that budget into two pieces and then also work on performance based on commission. So if you don't have you know that's the cap versus Op X conversation. If you don't have the money up front to pay a budget for two people, I bet you could probably, uh, convince your board or convince your boss or whoever that after the sale there's more money in it, uh, that is more money available after the sale. Thus the word commission. So here's where we, where we do with this. You find somebody who is just absolutely stellar and robust at doing cold calling and pair them with somebody who's great at doing the close And then you utilize the CRM so that they can communicate no matter where they are, what they're doing, and they can keep each other informed and they can set tasks and activities for each other. Now, when the closer gets a referral, he hands that referral back down to uh, the lead generation earlier in the sales cycle. And when the lead generation person gets a qualified lead, they hand it off inside the CRM so that every morning, if I'm the closer and I wake up and I turn on my my CRM, there's all of my leads for today that have all been qualified and ready to close. And the same is true for uh, any referrals I get when the lead generation person logs on, there's all the new prospects that they're gonna go out and uh, cold call today to get qualified and push through the system. So it's really, really important that you start to develop that communication through the CRM because the CRM is what's actually going to, to help you uh, get to the next level. So let's review just for a moment. You've got a CRM, you've kept all of this data. It has all the standard stuff, name, address, phone number, contact emails, all those things, uh, social media, profiles, you can attach things to it. You can put notes in there so that you know that you know this person, you know, maybe in relationship to your to your service or product. You know, they like this brand, they don't like that brand, they use this, they don't use that. That's all information that you can put into the CRM and you can use the standard, everyday, off-the-shelf task and events uh, programming inside your CRM to better communicate within your organization. Then we're gonna take it to the next level. Oh my gosh, let's get up to the next level. The next level of this is customizing the CRM to fit your sales cycle exactly what you need. Maybe there is a, you know, a, a certain type of part or a certain brand or a certain, there are certain things that are, are particular triggers that if you own this, you probably will own that. If you have this service, you'll probably have that. And if I fit into that niche, then obviously what I want to know is how many of my prospects or customers have that piece of information. The problem is is that if you just put it in the notes, it's going to be difficult sometimes, depending on the CRM, to search on that particular piece of information. And what if you spell it differently than I do? What if you use a different nomenclature than I do? Then it's going to be very, very difficult to find it or to search on it. So that's where the customization comes in. Let's customize our CRMs now so they actually fit exactly exactly what we need in our sales process and our sales cycle. So we put in a box that says, maybe it's a drop-down box that says left-handed widget. And every time a customer owns or during our conversation we find out that they have or are wanting a left-handed widget, we click that drop-down box, wants a left-hand widget, owns a left-hand widget, whatever the drop-down is. And that way we have a new search field inside of our CRM. So if you're getting ready to market to everybody that owns a left-handed widget, guess what? You have 14,000 people in your contact database and 4,000 of them already own a left-handed widget. You want to do an email campaign, you just go into your CRM, you search for left-handed widget on that particular box and they all pop up. You export that into your email campaign or into your calling campaign, whatever you know process that you want to use. Maybe it's an advertising, maybe it's a direct mail. Whatever it is from your marketing department, that's where that CRM becomes really, really important. But you've got to remember, you are the pointy end of the spear. You're the one that's out there every single day talking to the customer. So it's up to you to glean that information and keep it up to date. We've got a lot to cover here. This is uh, you know, just the tip of the iceberg, as they say, and we're just starting to get down into the weeds. Unfortunately, we're going to be running out of time today, and this is uh, a topic that is near and dear to my heart. So we've got a full third episode coming up next week where we're going to recap these first two episodes. And next week, we're going to talk a little bit about getting down in those weeds again and how we can actually use the CRM as a tool within our organization to to process orders to process proposals to get through not only the customer relationship management but to also hold off having to buy and implement you know marketing processes and Uh, accounting processes and all the things that go along with that because the CRM has become so robust now in this day and age it can do so much more than just hold be a repository for a name, address, and phone number I really appreciate you guys listening in to Sales with Sully every single week we get together right here on Inspired News Radio and we talk about the things that make you better at being a sales professional if you want to reach me the best way obviously is always on twitter at sales with sully send me your questions direct message me I try to answer all of your questions here on sales with sully I respond to all of my twitter uh, inquiries so please uh, keep keep those cards and letters coming as they say keep those tweets coming because I really appreciate it I couldn't do what I do without you so I really appreciate you guys listening every single week and right here on Inspired News Radio. Again, I'm Scott Sullivan. I really appreciate you listening in. And until next week, keep selling. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening